Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, hello and good morning on the West Coast. Good afternoon on the East Coast. We are back for another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. This is episode number 139. We have two awesome guests, and they are already on the line and chomping at the bit and ready to go, so I'm real excited to have that. And I am going to bring on my good friend and partner here, Mr. Chris Dannenauer at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. Chris, how are you doing today, my friend? Keith, I am good, and it is nice and sunny here, so we're actually dry today, so it's a, <laughs> it's going to be a good day. Well, we've uh, we've got nice and sunny and rainy, so I'm sure there's uh, somewhere out there there's a rainbow. Uh, you know, there's always a rainbow, right? That's uh, that's the way you got to look at it. And uh, that's right. Uh, you just got to find that pot of gold. Exactly. Well, uh, Chris, we made a pretty major announcement as far as Watchdogs Radio coming up uh, here this coming Saturday. We already made the announcement on the Facebook group, but I wanted to uh, tell our regular listeners who have may may not have seen it yet, we are moving. We got the moving van backed in, all packed up, and we are moving from Tuesday or Monday in the rollback weeks to friday and saturday so just watch your schedule we are going to be moving the saturday show to 11 a.m so it's going to be saturday morning all all across the country when we're having the show and it's going to be saturday morning live and our idea is we want you to call in and tell us what are you doing with your kids we know you're doing something with your kids on a saturday if it's going to the the ball field or if you're going to the lake or whatever it is you're doing, we want to hear about it, and we want to give you a chance to your, your kids a chance to call in and tell us what they're doing with Dad and, and how proud of they are of their father. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to uh, ha- probably have some growing pains as we move over there, and uh, we're going to try to you know, make this change as far as uh, the time frame on Saturdays. Uh, we'll also be uh, still up uh, and running on Fridays. So I'm looking forward to that, Chris. Uh, I know – and the reason why we're doing that is we have had to change the training program for our uh, Watchdog 7 Steps to Success training. We're actually using the platform here of Blog Talk Radio. So if you are getting ready to go into your next school year and you need your refresher training for next year when you call in, you're actually going to be doing that uh, on the Blog Talk Radio line here. So it'll be a lot of fun. And we've had some transition doing that, but we've really enjoyed the change here. So, uh, Chris, you've been doing most of the uh, – well, you've been doing all of the training as far as uh, for the last nine years or so. Uh, what do you think about the change in moving the training over to uh, over to Blog Talk now? Keith, it's been a, the perfect uh, platform. Uh, so I, I'm, you know, very excited and like the ease of use of Blog Talk uh, for our radio and for our training. And so I would definitely refer them to anyone looking to 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 do something like we do to 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 Google, you know, Blog Talk and to give mm-hmm. it a trial. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with this. You know, we've been up for two years now. We're getting ready to do uh, next week will be our 140th episode. Uh, it's great that, uh, you know, we can log in just about any time. I've done live shows from uh, from National PTA, from National Youth at Risk, 
from uh, several of the state PTA and school counselor conferences, and it's nice to be able to do those live events. And uh, we are planning on doing uh, live from National PTA coming up here in uh, in a few weeks in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's fun. Chris, I just got back from Utah, uh, beautiful, beautiful country out there. I was in Provo, Utah for the Utah PTA convention, had a great turnout. I trained 23 schools. I would imagine they are uh, they're going to be edging up uh, probably by this time next year. I would think they're going to be somewhere in the seven between seventy and a hundred schools in Utah. And of course, you know Utah is pretty a uh, pretty rural state with the exception of you know Salt Lake and St. George and uh, Provo. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not a tremendous amount of schools out there, but uh, you know we're going to be getting more and more up uh, up and running soon. So we're we're pretty excited about that. No, it, so. it's the, 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 they've been a great state, and uh, what Utah's done in the area of you know Nevada, uh, mm-hmm. they continue to to increase their male membership and to to start programs and to get fathers involved. So, yeah, right. they are uh, you know definitely headed in, in the right direction, you know, sure. especially with their watchdogs program and getting not just moms in school involved as moms mm-hmm. have done uh, such a tremendous job, but we're getting the dads involved. Absolutely. And I do want to thank Dave Flatt, the president-elect of Nevada PTA. He came over to uh, help us train some folks there in Utah. We actually had a male engagement conference. Uh, of course, Eric our uh, Eric Snow, our executive director, was there to speak uh, for the lunchtime break. And uh, I gave the training, and then Dave gave uh, PTA-specific watchdogs training, which was really kind of cool. So great job that uh, they do out there. Well, Chris, I want to get to our first special guest. We uh, we get Google alerts all the time whenever something big or whenever Watchdogs is mentioned online. Uh, you know, we kind of keep an eye on what's going on, and, and we always love to see the stuff that's coming up. So uh, last week, uh, actually about a week and a half ago, we got a uh, Google alert out of Texas and found out that a principal at Hewitt Elementary School in Hewitt, Texas, was uh, awarded the 2015 National Distinguished Principal for Texas Award. And uh, we wanted to reach out and uh, just hear about that great school and what's going on down there. So I'd like to welcome Diane Goff of Hewitt Elementary School in Hewitt, Texas. Diane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know, you know, we always say there's no principal that has an abundance of time or money. So uh, <laughs> we want to uh, thank you for having some time to spend with us today. But uh, first of all, congratulations on this uh, this honor. Now, I understand you're going to be recognized in October in Washington, D.C. Is that right? I am. I'm very excited. Well, great. Well, we, we look forward to seeing uh, seeing stories from that. But uh, more importantly, let's talk about uh, Hewitt Elementary. Tell me about what's going on down there. I understand you've had a watchdogs program going for several years and that you were actually not the principal that brought the program to the school, but you were a principal that came in. And, and I want to applaud you for that because I know it's tough when you come in as a principal in a new building that or a, a different building new to you that uh, you, you've got all of these things you've got to do, and then there's this watchdogs thing. And, and I just appreciate the fact that you saw that as a priority and, and kept, it strength, uh, kept it strong. So let's, let's hear a little bit about your watchdogs program. Oh, absolutely. The program actually started a year before I came to be the principal at Hewitt, and it was such a great program I couldn't imagine Hewitt without it. So we've got a great group of dads that come and um, – just about every morning, we have a 
a retired grandfather that comes and greets our students, and they just love him. He's almost just part of our family now. And we have other dads and uncles um, that come and are just such good role models for our young boys and girls um, at our school. So we love the program. They do all kinds of things for us. Exactly. Now, I understand they do a lot of uh, extra events, or, or they come out for your uh, your school events as well? Yes, I can always count on them. Um, we sometimes don't have great parent participation overall, but I can always mm-hmm. count on my watchdogs group to come out and, and help us when we have, like, our end-of-the-year parties or um, we we do a kindness challenge every year, and they come out and, and help us do our random acts of kindness with the kids. Wow. You know, I, and I had mentioned it to you in, as we were exchanging emails earlier in the week. I went back in our uh, in our database, in the Watchdogs database, and I found some comments there that were really heartwarming to me because it was from somebody that had, and we don't even know who made these comments. They were just recorded in our database uh, years ago that said that, you know, we don't have any participation. We, we need something like this. Please help us. Do you have any extra suggestions? So to see comments like that from somebody who was really reaching out for trying to get some parent involvement in the school and in a fast forward, you know, these few years later and to see what a, a great program that Watchdogs has become at Hewitt. It is. It's, it's uh, just a standard thing at Hewitt. You know, it's an expectation that we um, learn about kindness and compassion and what better way to show that than through the Watchdog program and the men who come and and give up a day of work and volunteer to do things around our school, it's phenomenal. I love it. Well, thank you, and and we certainly appreciate hearing those kind words. Now, you are in the uh, Midway School District, is that correct? I am. We're just right outside of Waco. Okay, that that was my next question, is what what part of Texas (laughs) you're in, of course. Watchdogs is huge in Texas. We have over 1,000 watchdog programs running in Texas. But the neat thing about it is the program started at Hewitt but has grown to other schools in your area as a result of launching at Hewitt. Is that right? Yes. We have six elementary schools in our district and two intermediate schools. And the program has grown to all six of the elementaries and one of the intermediates. So it's it's really gotten to be a, a big program here in Midway. That is awesome, and we love to hear that. That and and that's the way the program grows. You know, it'll start. It started in one school in Springdale, Arkansas, at George Elementary, and now here we are knocking on the door of five thousand schools, and it's just amazing wow. to see the growth and how how this program has grown and impacted so many families. And, and Chris, I want to sit down one day and go through the exponential numbers of how many families and how many teachers have been impacted through the years. You know, we've had over 2 million men participate in our program since 1998, and that is just absolutely phenomenal. We love to see that. And it's all because of people just like Diane Goff at Hewitt Elementary School in Hewitt, Texas. So, Diane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Once again, that's Diane Goff, the 2015 National Distinguished Principal for Texas, who is going to be heading off uh, in October up to Washington, D.C. to uh, be recognized for her uh, accomplishments up there. So we would like to thank Diane for taking the time to join us today. We've uh, 
had a great time talking to her. And this is Watch Dogs Radio, episode number 139. We're going to be going into our break here. And when we come back, we are going to hear from the author of a wonderful children's book that, that you are just going to love. Um, this is Frank Miller, and he is the author of Newtown's Tree, the story about something horrible, but how we're changing it into something a little more positive. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, I want you to think back to the time when you were in school. Chances are, if your dad showed up at school, you weren't having a good day. Can you imagine if your father or father figure had taken just one day off from work in a positive way to support you and spend it with you at school during your whole kindergarten through senior year? Just one day. Can you imagine what a memory that would be for you today? Well, those are the kind of memories we're creating now for our kids. Through the Watchdogs program, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering is active in over 4,500 schools in 46 states. This year, 200,000 guys will take a day off from work and volunteer at their local school. If you want to find out about how to bring this program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Or call the Watchdogs National Office at 888-540-DOGS. This message has been brought to you by Watchdogs, the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering and this station. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a Watchdog for a day at my school. DOG stands for Dads of Great Students. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Hey, how you doing? This is Bobby Boucher. I wish I would have had a watchdog at my school and had a positive male role model in my life. Instead, at home, I had Steve. Uh-huh. Sign up to be a watchdog now, and don't be a Steve. Uh-huh. Thank you. You're listening to Watchdogs Radio. Now, back to the show. And we are back. We are in episode number 139, Watchdogs Radio. This is being recorded live from Atlanta, Georgia. And my good friend Chris Dannenauer is out there at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. If you would like to give us a call and uh, and let us know what you think about what we're talking about, give us a call at 215-383-3728. That is 215-383-3728. That is our live line. And that is the same line that you will be able to give us a call starting on Saturday. We're going to have our first Watchdogs Radio Saturday morning live on May the 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. So we will be very happy to have you in here with us. We're looking forward to that. Well, uh, well Chris, uh, we've got a couple of uh, uh, specials going on. How are we doing with our refresher? I don't want to say refresher kit. I almost did it. Our replenishment kit. 
Sure. Keith, what, what's going on right now? We are having uh, a special uh, for the month of May for approved schools that if they uh, are to spend $350 or more, they will get a free wash dogs uh, rain poncho. And if a school were to spend 500 or more, uh, from again, until the end of May, they get uh, two free gifts. They get one free poncho and a free wash dogs flag. So we're okay. encouraging schools that have any uh, or any PTAs that have any funds available, and the funds mm-hmm. that had to be spent. A number of okay. schools have funds that had to be used right. by the end of May. We're trying to you know encourage them to, to spend that money, get okay. the resources. Uh, now, to, that is... Okay, that is for schools that are already established watchdog schools. That that uh, does correct. not include uh, new schools. So okay, that that is correct. So we're asking schools to come. Hey, get a get a value refill pack, get a uh, program replenish pack, you know, or or just buy some T-shirts and a calendar and some stickers. And you know, if you have money uh, to spend, spend it and, and get a free gift or get two free gifts uh, if okay. you spend five hundred or more for our already existing approved schools. Okay, great. Well, let's get to our next guest. I had the opportunity about a month or so ago to go to the Maryland School Counselors Conference. And one of the things that when I go to visit these conferences all across the country, I do have the opportunity to sit in on some workshops and different things that are going on. And I had the opportunity to meet Mr. Frank Miller. Now, Frank is a writer and a trained psychologist, earned his uh, educational specialist degree in school psychology and practiced for 38 years Uh, He retired in 2012, and uh, he's got a couple of very interesting stories, and uh, one that we are uh, really interested in is in his book, Newtown Trees, and then we'll also hear about his other book as well. So, uh, Frank, thank you for joining us on Watch Dogs Radio today. Well, you're more than welcome. Well, Frank, I wanted to start out by, uh, you know, just getting a little bit about your background, and uh, and then we can get into how uh, Newtown's Trees came about. Okay, well, I'll give you a little background and a little bit about my first book, and then we'll go on to you know, Newtown's Trees. Uh, basically, went to school in Virginia, Virginia Tech graduate. Uh, was trained as a school psychologist at Radford. Uh, I relocated to West Virginia in 1980, where I met mm-hmm. my wife, and ended up adopting her two children from a previous marriage. And we then relocated to Maryland, and that's when uh, things started off well and then kind of took a turn for the worse when my now 16-year-old daughter ended up getting expelled from school uh, for okay. suspected drug use. So it was never really verified. And um, as a school psychologist and advocate for children with disabilities, uh, my daughter had some learning disabilities, and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, I, of course, went to bat for her. And uh, it was like uh, about two years of not the best experience uh, taking on my school system. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, I hear that. I ended up, uh, yeah, she ended up sort of, you know, going off the deep end and developing a heroin addiction, which is not mm. the happiest ending. She's now clean and sober, which is good. Oh, yeah. But for 18, 18 years, it was quite the saga between helping out my daughter, trying to get her special ed support, and then uh, when everything went south, um, they went after me, trying to make my life miserable. So wow. I wrote the book when I retired, sort um, of as a way of, you know, putting it all down and, you know, getting messages to other people out there in similar situations. It's called No Good Deed, A Father's Journey. And, okay. Um, I, I wrote that, uh, published in 2013. Okay. Uh, because 
My school system and I didn't get along too well. We decided to separate. I won't say it was an amicable divorce, <laughs> a divorce just the same. And I ended up um, going over to the state line to Delaware, which is about 15 minutes from where I live on the eastern shore of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, that worked out very well. I ended up closing out my career there. I was 15 years in the Lake Forest School District. Oh, okay. Um, I re- retired in 2012. That's when I finished uh, my first book. And as everyone that has been involved with children knows what happened in December of 2012, we we lost 20 children and, and six of their uh, their teachers in a terrible tragedy. My wife is an elementary guidance counselor, and we were just you know we were devastated. And mm-hmm. What do we do? What do we do? So my wife. I think everybody was reaching out to the school system in Newtown and sending a Christmas wreath. And uh, she had her teachers at her school tie 20 Serenity Angels for the kids and six larger ones for the teachers, and we mm-hmm. sent it to the Newtown General Store. That opened them channels of communication between some of the movers and shakers in Newtown. Uh, we subsequently went to visit and met some people. And the big question was, you know, what more can we do? And specifically, what can I do? And the uh, human resources manager for the town was basically in charge of everything that gets sent to the town, things like um, sculptures and paintings and quilts and letters and 60,000 stuffed animals. Wow. Um, quite a logistical, logistical task. Uh, Carol sure. Ross was her name. Wonderful woman. What she said is what we need, Frank, is a book about Newtown. And not the tragedy, but how the town has recovered and is moving towards recovery. Mm-hmm. So I got the idea of writing a book about that. And kind of since I've worked with children my whole career, that I'm going to write a children's book. And of course, somebody says, how do you write a children's book without a tragedy of that enormity? And what I did is I wrote an allegory about the town's trees. You mm-hmm. know, the people loved their town and they planted these trees and they watered them and fertilized them and protected them and their little branches grew and reached up for the sky. And very happy with the park that these trees lived in. And then uh, this little angry little boy decided he didn't like those trees. And he goes into the park one night with his dad's chainsaw, cuts down all the trees. Okay. And in the process of that, um, he and his mother are killed because a tree falls down and crushes them. And then the story shifts to how the town recovers, pulling together and making a new park. So it uh, it has an uplifting ending to it, I believe, and it's a story that can be read on several different levels. Mm-hmm. Kids can read it as a story about a bully, and people that know the true facts of Newtown and Sandy Hook Elementary um, kind of read it uh, for the the analogies that I draw between the real event and the story. Exactly. Now, I had a chance to uh, – I didn't read the book. Actually, I had it re- – you re- read it to me in the in our class, but it was uh, it was amazing to see how you took such a horrible situation, such a terrible story, and turned it around to uh, a, a light, light-hearted ending, and, and just it was a great way to explain what was going on. Because every time something like this happens, I think, you know, how are we going to explain this to our children? You know, we can't hide it from them. But, uh, you know, we need to 
explain it in a way that that would make sense that it that isn't going to terrify them to go to school, but at least they'll understand that you know sometimes things do happen. But statistically, in uh, you know, and, and we tell parents this all the time. Of course, you can't tell children this, but you know, we tell parents and the, and the people that we train is that you know statistically, school is the safest place to be for our children. Oh yeah, and it's uh, it, it's nice that you were be able, you were able to make that uh that transition there so i i really did enjoy the book now if somebody wanted to uh learn a little bit more about newtown's trees or even uh um even no uh, what is it no deed no good what's deed. your other book Follow no good journey. deed. so how how would we find out do we go to your web page or is there uh amazon yeah, what's the best way to find out yeah, I have a web page, and I've got both books on there, and they can be ordered, um, you know, through Amazon on, on those uh, that page. And I also blog, and uh, they can find all sorts of things out about my my interests and curiosities in retirement. And my okay. web address is www.franklmiller.com. Well, that's pretty easy. Pretty Throw the L in there, I, okay. Yeah, if I could, um, the note to parents is in the front of my book is is written so that the book has a broader application to other situations. And as you say, you know, this is sadly not the first tragedy that's taken place in a in a public school, and, a, and you know, may not be the last. So the book is geared to help parents to understand how best to talk to their children. And if I could, real quickly, I'll just read that a section of that. Sure. It says talk to your children. Reassure them, make them feel safe, because these tragedies, as horrific as they are, are but a small piece of the wonderful world we all live in. Answer their questions and try not to be angry or judgmental so they can focus on making good choices for themselves and their loved ones in times of national grief. And remember, give simple answers to simple questions. They're only kids, and they don't have the range of experiences and anxiety that we as adults have to live with. Childhood should be a happy place, and you can keep it that way for them if you try. And I think that's, that's awesome, a good way of, good guideline. Well, Frank, I don't know if you realize it, but the did uh, I don't know if you know that, but the Watchdogs program itself actually grew out of a tragedy in 1998 uh, as a I don't want to say a response, but as a result of the West Side Middle School shooting in Jonesboro, Arkansas. This was uh, oh, yes. our founder Jim Moore uh, the following morning. Uh, decided that uh, there was just not enough parent involvement in schools and that that was, uh, you know, that that might have been part of the problem there. So um, he went to school the following morning and found pretty much what a lot of schools across the country found. Uh, They found parents came out in droves just to let their kids know that it was safe to go to school. And uh, we've been doing that for uh, 15 years ever since now. So that was why it really drew, um, drew me to you when I saw your information in the uh, in the program there at uh, Maryland School Counselors Association. So, Frank, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Once again, that is Frank Miller, author of Newtown's Trees, which is a allegory about the 2012 tragedy in Newtown, Connecticut. If you would like to learn more about Frank and his uh, two books, you can go to Frank L. Miller. Com and check him out. So, uh, Chris, we're winding down another great edition here of Watchdogs Radio. Is there uh, anything coming from the national office we need to throw out there? I want to remind everybody, of course, Friday the 23rd at 11 Eastern, 10 Central, we will be live Watchdogs 
Saturday Morning Live. Keith, just encourage all those who are listening or that download, if you haven't sent us your latest contacts for the upcoming school year, please let us know who your principal is, your counselor, your top dog, and your watchdog school rep. Well, good deal. Well, we will bet. We will be back once again. Our next episode is going to be on Saturday. We will not be back on Watch Dogs Radio on Tuesday. We are done. This is our last rollback Monday. So look for us on Fridays and Saturdays from now on. So thank you very much, and we will see you on Saturday. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watch Dogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watch Dogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.